0: Hey there Starseeds, welcome to Beyond the Cosmic Table. We're a group of friends from different cultures, backgrounds, and beliefs. We gather around our table and initiate honest and open conversations on how energy and frequencies influence what we create around us. By expanding awareness, we're able to journey with practical guidance leading to our highest awareness and conscious living. So take a seat and join us at our table. In today's episode, Delilah and Rose connect so we can hear all about Delilah's journey, her dark night of the soul, and working through all the layers to move out what is no longer serving her with love and appreciation for the lessons she's learned, as it brings her closer to living her life's purpose, working with intention and holistic healing.
1: Today, we are getting to know my Delilah. She doesn't go by my Delilah, but that is what I call her. Greetings, babe. How are you?
2: Hi, Rose. I'm doing good.
1: So glad it worked out that I'm sitting here with you doing this today.
2: I'm so glad too. I mean, you're part of my journey and part of my story. So that's fantastic we get to share this together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive in, babe. Tell us a little bit about you. Well,
2: um, I'm, you know, Delilah, and I can tell you that my journey can be very similar to others and in other aspects be very different. I've known since I was a little kid that there's always something extra, that there's, you know, more to it than what's being, you know, shared and taught out there in in school and the way that, um, you know, society's structured. And for me, it was just normal. It was normal to know what others are thinking. It's normal to know how the animals are feeling. It's normal to know how to help others. I mean, um, I grew up between Wisconsin and New Mexico and Texas, actually, as a child, all the way up through high school, and then even after high school, I still traveled between states for jobs, etc. So, as a ch- child, I could. My earliest memory is, you know, being around family and knowing what they're going through or what is going on. Now, you know, back then, you know, kids are heard in that scene, so it's not like we said a whole lot. But I can tell you that my first memory was about seven or eight years old, living in Wisconsin and we had a babysitter. So my mom is a single parent and there's three of us kids. and I have a younger brother and sister. My younger sister is mentally and physically, um disabled and we had an amazing babysitter and I wish I could remember her name. But I remember us having conversations um, because I knew she was frustrated or she was upset. And I would ask her specific questions about family, about her boyfriend. And she was like, How do you you know, what, what are you talking about? So then we would started talking, and I remember specifically one occasion that we are are on my couch. And we're like on Biscayne Avenue. It was like a duplex my mom had for us, three bedroom duplex. And I'm on the couch on my knees and with her and we're looking over the back of the couch out the front window and we're just talking and we're talking about her relationship and <laughs> the advice that I had been giving her and talking to her, not that I was giving her like the ultimate advice and she was taking it from my kid. But I think our talks did definitely help her, and part of it's probably her own knowing and her own understanding. But I do remember being a kid, like wow, and the adult is actually listening to me and actually talking to me, and and what I'm feeling and knowing. She was the first one to actually validate me, even as a young child, to know what I'm what I'm seeing and what I'm knowing of people actually is true. As I got older. <laughs> more and more of those things are happening and so even still to this day it's a joke I feel for my daughter that you know she's like hi this is my mom she's a witch (laughs) I'm like stop saying that because I'm not a witch (laughs) is it that's a huge (laughs) kind of true (laughs) (laughs) there's a huge well she just knows things so don't even try it (laughs) so um you know I joke back that you know my daughter's a walking human lie detector because she has the same knowings you know we're both We're both clairvoyant and raising a child that was clairvoyant and me not knowing it at that time, boy, if I would have known back then what I know now, (laughs) I think that her teenage
1: years
2: (laughs) would have been so much easier back then for the both of us, for her and for I because raising her the way that I was brought up didn't work because of her gift and my gift. So it's almost like we were battling each other because I was still very much 3D and I'm the mom and you're going to listen to me. Um, she also went to parochial school. So she, you know, learned the Catholic <laughs> ways very early where every uh, mass we would go to, she uh, would reenact everything that the priest would do. And, I, you know, she would get in trouble like, stop, don't do that. And we'd kind of giggle. So going along life, as a Catholic, but yet knowing my culture, you know, Mexican American, six generations on the paper, in this in this country, that we've been here, but also knowing that there are those that heal, there are those that people go to for advice. And it was almost like taboo, almost like you don't want to go to those people, because they're just going to take your money, or you don't want to go to those people, because only people that go to them are the ones that are trying to put curses on people or something like that, you know, so it was, it was a little taboo. So it's not like I always talked about what I did, but looking back, I can tell you that through business, I can, I definitely utilize my, my skills without knowing it because hindsight is 2020. And, um, as far as like the rest of it, I think my daughter actually helped me wake up a lot because she challenged the system. She challenged, it wasn't just me, but she challenged like, why, like, why do we have to do this? And was very adamant that we did a lot of talking because, you know, like I said, children were seen and not heard. And I wanted her to have a voice. And, it, and for the most part, it was just me and her all the time throughout her life. So when we had these conversations, she started bringing things up like, why are we listening to, you know, a man in <laughs> a book that was written about another man that didn't know him <laughs> and making these assumptions? And she had a lot of questions. And, and with that probed a lot of things for me. There was a few times, you know, she definitely sees spirits and spirits come to her. And then I realized that I was a part of it. So I started learning about the etheric body, my etheric self. And that was very interesting. So if I take it all the way back, even to when she was born, um, it introduced me into numerology. And back then, you know, I didn't have Google. So (laughs) there I go to the college campus and I'm checking out books. And the books that I wasn't allowed to check out, I would make photocopies. They're like 10 cents a page. <laughs> so I'm always taking all these photocopies of numerology, uh, palmistry, astrology. And I find that I was reading more about that than it was the classes I was actually taking, which is kind of funny. But I, it's, it's like I always knew that there was another way to communicate. There's another way to get more insight into knowledge. I didn't have a drive to learn this to help others until later on. So my daughter's born on the 4th of November at 4.44 PM and I'm born October 4th. So clearly fours have always been a prominent number in my life. And so has the number eight. And, you know, that transcended into, you know, me telling Savannah like, Hey, it's 4.44 PM and it's your birthday. So this is your actual birthday. And, you know, if I would catch it on the clock and I would, see it and I would say hey I love you you know to this day when I catch it I'll text her hey I love you and she knows like that's like our time not knowing that that's a lion's gate (laughs) yeah not knowing 444 was a lion's gate I didn't realize how much I was in sync with numbers in my life and then astrology would be second and then I would say like tarot and the Lenormand would be second would be next third And then as an adult, learning more about um, the pendulum and scrying and those type of aspects and understanding more of the geomancy.
1: And that's so interesting, too, that your daughter as well is so gifted, like it's been carried on through her as well, you know. But would you say, Dee, that you had a dark night of the soul before coming to the table? Before we get into that?
2: Yeah, most definitely. I would say um, in 20, let's see, 2009, I met Abby and we actually worked together and I knew without being told, without actually meeting her yet, I, you know, I sent communication to her to introduce myself and I knew she was coming from Chicago and that's a whole different story for another table time, but that's when I first met her and we started working together and I always knew that she was extra let's say (laughs) and we never really talked about it at work um i know that she tried to but i was like i'm at work we don't talk about that you know i was very 3d back then and you know fast forward a few years later to 2013 i moved to chicago and at that time i'm going through a major change in my life again another time for that because that's pretty intense I would say my dark night started in 2013, and it lasted until about 2017. (laughs) In 2017, I left the downtown area of Chicago and moved to the Burbs. And Abby is my roommate now. And um, once once I moved out here, I started meeting everybody, and people started coming over. So she's like, hey, so-and-so's going to come over. I want you to meet them. And then, you know, they do this or they had this. And so I got to meet all of everybody at the table one by one in 2017. And I got introduced to Jamie. And um, Jamie actually helped, between Jamie and Amy, or Jamie, Jamie and Evie, they actually helped complete the picture for me.
1: So when people talk about their dark night of the soul, d like you hear their stories and they're like, I just didn't know the direction my life was going and I went through the dark soul, but I swear to God, girl, like your Oscar worthy script written, like dark night of the soul. Like I have never seen anyone, like watch anyone go through what you have gone through without getting into the details even though they are very Oscar worthy without (laughs) going through the details of it. I've never seen a soul go through that and come out the other side just with this. All right. Onward and upward. What's next
2: attitude. Right. I definitely appreciate that. You know, even though a lot of it was very intense and I was really doing a lot of shedding and a lot of guilt and a lot of shame that I had to, you know, I was living with it. Um, And that is a dark place. Um, I think being um, a person, the way that I grew up being responsible for my brother and my sister, and you know, she's mentally and physically disabled. And having that responsibility so early on in life from seven years old, I was always there for other people. And I just had to push through. Then I had my daughter when I was 18 and I had to push through and I had to, you know, climb the corporate ladder and I was very 3D world and making it happen. So when that dark night happened, I didn't realize I was living in it, but I did Feel very lucky and fortunate that I had Abby to help me. She was my sounding board. She was like this and this and this, and I'm like no, but it doesn't make sense. And she's like, it's gonna be a while. It this is not an easy road. I mean, by any means, I'm not trying to compare myself to other people's dark night, but for me, it was. I can say. I'm grateful it didn't go other directions it could have. Um, right, and... like
1: you were never in victim mode the whole time. Like I didn't say like it was a graceful dark night in the soul because there were some days you were drugged to the other side.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I yeah. was internally. I I'm very much um, aware of my my external, um, pre- I guess, face mask that I share. Um, and you know, it, it was a lot. And so I did have Ebby help me. And then we ended up moving. Um, I moved out of the city into the burbs. It's a lot less cheaper out here. I get more for my money for sure when I'm out here. Um, and <laughs> so for everything closes at nine, but with her help and assistance, I was able to actually start to forgive myself and start to understand that I had to not, compartmentalize it and push through I had to actually acknowledge it own it appreciate it and forgive myself now appreciation took a little bit longer <laughs> than you know what I thought I thought I could give it a timeline I thought I could give it okay I should be done with this by now this is too long I, I, got, I gotta let this go and um, realizing that didn't work either so after a few trials and errors and you know when I think I'm finished with one emotion or once you know layer, then it, you know, there's another layer, but a different aspect. So I would say since 2017, I've been working on peeling back those layers. And, and like I said, just acknowledging that they were there and owning it, appreciating it, thanking it and letting go. And when that happened, it was like, I am soaring through the sky, like a bird and felt so lifted. And with the, like I said, meeting everyone at the table and, having a soul lining with Jamie and understanding I had a few cords I needed to cut from um, energetic cords from past lives and use that as another healing layer for myself in order to not block, you know, my fourth chakra. So my heart chakra was was blocked. I, my prominent, my prominent, I would say chakras are my fourth and my sixth, uh, which, which makes sense. They're like my powerhouse, my, my generator for, you know, myself and my abilities. So I think being able to meet a group um, like ours and everybody has a story to to share um, and it's, it's judgment-free, which I love. And it is, you know, very like a crucial conversation where sometimes, you know, somebody has to say, hey, you need to look at it this way or, hey, well, what about this? And not feel attacked. Um, and if I, if someone does feel attacked or judged, that's a trigger that we would have to look at ourselves for. And then there's the support and then there's the other things. It's not just a Thursday night thing. It's not just once a week where, you know, okay, we're done. We punch a clock and check out. We really are there for each other us outside the table as well. Encouraging, um, business aspects encouraging growth and development and other aspects of our lives and that is so genuine and so authentic and so welcoming that I think you know it helps us soar even more which I definitely love.
1: I completely agree like I feel like when we come to the table like our airs just drop, like, and we are genuinely invested in each other, you know, even like for us, for instance, we have been in each other's lives for almost 15 years, see? I know. 15 (laughs) years. So today you come to the table, you have found your passion. You have resonated with me so much. In your passion with what you are doing now, tell us a little bit about what really resonates with you today.
2: Well, you know, from my soul aligning, like I said, my dominant is clairvoyance, and not my soul group is actually a blueprinter. There isn't that much out there about blueprinters, but it's interesting to know that in our group we have quite a few. I mean, I know Lee is one. I know you're one. Um, interesting enough, my daughter is. The difference is, I think all of y'all are blueprint changers, and I'm a blueprint technician. A blueprint technician, obviously the definition of a technician, is, you know, out there about structure and about, you know, keeping things together and whole. Interesting enough, my daughter's a changer, and she's there to change things up, so that's an interesting dynamic. Not only am I a blueprint changer, but I'm a master healer. Apparently, in all of my interactions with with Jamie, that keeps coming through for my spirit guides, and I know my spirit guides are other aspects of myself. Um, You know, our our abilities and our purpose. It's all in our DNA, and it comes back to us over and over again. Not like a genetic thing, like oh, because my mom was, so I am. It's not necessarily that. It's in the human DNA for us to be able to tap into our our subconscious and our higher self. So with knowing that I'm a healer, I never really did anything with it, with that knowledge and that aspect of it. I was still very much 3d when I first found out, but over the course of the last, I would say almost two years, it's really resonated with me on the healing aspect. I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do? How does this work? How do I tap into it? And really trying to understand more and do more of, like inner work for myself and clearing those blockage, which taking Jamie's class, alchemy class, helped a lot. Going through each alchemy level, um, I'm actually at stage four myself, and being able to understand, you know, my my talents from, you know, a dream dream master as well as as the others I mentioned before. My creativity comes out, and when I'm creating. And I'm in that vibe, and I raise my personal vibration, and it goes higher and higher. Like I was in my art room one year, I think it was 2017 actually, and got the music going, got the candles going, and I'm vibing, um, doing some artwork, and I see a whole nother life in front of me, and I can see him, and he can see me. He's dressed, you know, in like um uh like a workshop overalls, like something somebody would wear in the olden days if they were doing iron work crafting or woodwork. And we kind of both just kind of looked at each other <laughs> and I just kept going. I didn't. I wanted to like leave and go run, tell somebody. Um, I didn't grab my phone because it was on the other side of the room. And I kind of had blocked myself in on what I was working. And I was like, all right, well, you and I are just going to be here and be cool. I didn't say it out loud. I said it in my head and I just kept working. And once I got done, I went upstairs and I was sharing it with Abby. So when I talked to Jamie, I was looking into another dimension, which is very interesting to me because I knew it wasn't a ghost, but that's when I started to be able to see in other timelines. And that triggered me even more. The interest was like through the roof, my brain was just like, wow, I was actually able to do this. I need to do it again. And with, through my creativity, especially, you know, in 2020, working with wood, I made my own headboard, You know, doing crochet, doing paint, artwork. Um, I stumbled upon uh, jewelry making. And it was through a friend of mine who gave me some beads that belonged to his grandmother who already is crossed over the veil. And she made these beads by herself, handmade out of paper. And they're very strong and very structural and very beautiful, very colorful. And I wanted to make myself a bracelet. Well, I made myself a bracelet, got a lot of compliments. People wanted one. I started doing it. But what I do is they have intentions. And so I only work with true gemstones and some metal. And they are intention bracelets. They have an intention. So we wake up every day with an intention. We wake up feeling good. We wake up feeling a little tired. I have an intention. I'm picking out a certain outfit I'm going to wear today. And I know which route I'm going to take. I know what type of coffee I'm going to make or if I'm going to do tea. Everything has an intention. So if I'm picking out my jewelry to match my outfit, that's intention. But what also we need to realize is that these stones are drawn to an individual based on vibration as well. And realizing that using the tools and the modems that we have and crystals are one of them and I, I love how each and everything in this world has a different vibe, you know, including a blade of grass, that making the jewelry with an intention and a purpose was like a prescription. So as people were coming to me like, well, this person has this and I don't know what to get them and using you know, questions and getting more insight and using my intuition. And I would say, well, this is what I feel or see for this person. And these are the combination of the stones and these attributes that these stones have that if this person is in the right vibration in the right place, these stones will also assist them. And it started to just transform itself into putting combinations of different stones. Aren't just beauty, but there's a vibe. It's a, it's literally like giving someone a prescription and they wear it. They don't have to worry about putting it in their pocket or their person losing it. It's a fashion forward prescription. And I just fell in love with the concept that led me to doing a lot of custom orders, <laughs> which was fun and great. And um, from there, I started to, you know, get messages and tugs about going to school, had another session with Jamie and she actually confirmed it. You know, I'm very much into herbs. Um, I, I, I want to say, you know, I got it from my mom cause she's very much into taking care of her body. She's had all of these books growing up about, nutritional healing and um, what type of herbs to take. So I was into it as as a young adult and I grabbed it back up. And so now that that is in my forefront and it's been confirmed by my spirit guides that I'm a healer and I'm using herbs, I'm actually going to school for medicinal herbalists so I can be certified, but I'm also taking classes to be a healer, a curandera.
1: I do want to add in there, the idea of the intentional jewelry was absolutely amazing. And after the year, I think we all had, I feel there is a whole lot more people waking up with intentions every day, right? So not only was it a brilliant idea for you, but I think the need is out there. And it's not even just for the intentional need, but- Like they are gorgeous pieces of jewelry, see, gorgeous (laughs) pieces of jewelry. And, you know, the holistic approach that you're taking, like so many more individuals are seeking the holistic approach. Regular medicinal methods are no longer working for the majority of people. And so to have that offering out there right now, I think is an amazing aspect that, you are going to do wonders with.
2: Well, thank you very much. I mean, you know, between the, the crystals as a tool to help tap into our vibe and also, you know, the herbs that can vibe at a high as well, I think is extremely important the adaptogens that we have so that these herbs know right where to go, which is very much like light healing. So, like I said, I'm going to class for to be a healer, which is, similar to a shaman, but not quite, you know, similar to Reiki. So it incorporates the energy healing from Reiki to the same thing as a shaman. Um, But yes, I do. I do energy healing on individuals um, and that use uses the herbs as well. And if anybody is interested, you can definitely take a look at um, everyday intentions. That's where you can find me online. And we can always communicate what your order or what your desire would be.
1: Thank you so much, Jalila. I feel like we got to catch a glimpse of the magical being that I've always known you to be. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for sharing your story before you got to the table and where this magical soul of yours is headed to now. I've enjoyed my time with you, babe. Thank you so
2: much. It's been a pleasure to be able to talk about the beginning, the middle, and the current journey that's um, being discovered and engulfed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for all that's to come for you, babe. Thank you.
0: Oh, what a beautiful story so far. Thank you for sharing, Delilah. I'm so excited for what's to come for you with your future and healing with herbs and also your intentional jewelry line. And I love how you described it as a fashion-forward prescription. That is definitely a prescription I align with. Please see the details of the show if you're interested in connecting with Delilah on her jewelry line and learning more about her holistic healing. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will be back tomorrow with another introductory episode. Only two more left, and then we're on to our Cosmic Table Talk episodes. So excited to share more. Until then, peace, love, and light.